I got there, and you have to walk around and literally have died like you would do in any game. Sky. So it is. It is the beginning of the game. Whatever you're talking. <laughs> the legit beginning of the game, dude. You get to the Citadel after the opening animation where they I teach you, you how went, to play like, the fucking game. I thought you went to like some some planetary system, and you were like, you had to go communicate with a bunch of aliens. I'm like, wow, I never got that far. But now he beat the intro like planet trip. He beat the intro planet, the one that takes you 45 minutes to do. He <laughs> shot up some aliens and then got to the Citadel and fell asleep. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Emerging Gamer Podcast, episode 254. I'm one of your hosts, Neo Ayoshi, alongside Felix Hergood. What's up? Lock and Key. What's going on, y'all? And Trip Zero. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, gentlemen, how are we doing? Fantastic, man. Yeah. Been, uh, we, we took a week off um, in light of movement around the country. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a good a good call to do. Um, but we're back now. And just a few housekeeping notes where all of our YouTube videos are up to date now. We, every, everything is on YouTube. Everything's on the podcast services. So give us a subscribe over there if you're listening. And of course, tell your friends, as Felix likes to say. Uh, tell your parents, too. Why not? Tell anybody. Um, so, guys, uh, what's Dead, new? Deadpan. <laughs> tell anybody. That's right. That's right. Okay. With an ear. Fucking, fucking bully. Anyone with an ear. Anyone with an ear. Man. Yeah, so, man, it's it's been good. You know, life good. life is, is moving on. COVID nineteen is still a uh still a thing. St- still a thing. Uh what do we our county is now in, in, in the yellow mm-hmm. of the Pennsylvania yeah. plan. You shared the glorious news that Spirit Store is opened around Ooh, me. Baby and did I the next day I went right out there. Hey guys, I'm. Uh, I don't know if this is weird. I'm, I'm getting a COVID test tomorrow. Are you really? Right. Okay. Yeah. Did, did you? There's one thousand percent. His employer is giving him a COVID test. No, I, no, 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 not at all. I went to no? a pro, I went to a protest. Hmm. Uh, sorry, I didn't went go to a protest. A protest you literally pro- walked by my my condo. <laughs> so you. So you feel like you might have COVID nineteen because of that? No, I, I don't have any symptoms. Or anything, but so I, why are you getting a test? Well, next, oh, the week after you that, the week you after that. Said. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Just said you're taking well, a no, test. I I might go visit my parents the week after, so I'm just being okay. safe. You're being you know? safe. That's, That's fair. That's you fair. you know that you could have said the first statement, which is I'm getting a test, and then the last statement, which is I'm going to see my parents. And that would have been enough. Everything yeah. else in between, <laughs> connecting a lot yeah. of dots here. Too many dots. Yeah, I feel. Oh, I feel like you, the the something wasn't firing right in in your brain. Well, there was a, time, there, that's a okay. protest walked by, and then I was at, I was down at it, and I was around people, and I, I don't. We were mostly in you know six feet 
apart or whatever. Right, right. But right, you know, right, and right. I had a mask on. We, you know, we had masks on. Everyone had. I know. Like everyone had. Masks. I know, Felix, what your vision was like. It's like in the division when, like, you go into a place where there's like an echo, and it starts like scanning all the little dots of virus that's around you, like in your little HUD. That was that's me. what you were looking at. You're like, that's fucking. It's on the pole. It's on the, it's on the tree. off. <laughs> it's seeped out of their mask. It's up in the air. You're just like, we got to get in. We got to go back in the house. We're done. We're done here. We were <laughs> sorry. I mean, you have a pessimistic view of me. I was out. <laughs> I was out. I was out on the streets for at mm-hmm. least two, uh, an hour and a half. <laughs> hour and a half. I was out for an That's hour, like an hour and a half. Slowly gets down in the story. Yeah, because we took a walk. Maybe. And then we watched some people oh, speak. Minutes. It was great. Uh, we From the bleachers, like really far away from where people were speaking. <laughs> and then um, took an exit, you know, walked back. And when we were walking back, some guy hung out the car and said, all lives matter. And then me and my girlfriend, in unison, in unison, reactionary, no thought in our heads at all, flipped him the bird. (laughs) Good for you. It was amazing. It was amazing. I was very excited. So. Anyway, yeah, nothing, video nothing games. In, yeah, video <laughs> games. <laughs> it does feel a little weird, though, honestly, to like hard jump back into games with uh, with everything that's going on. That's what I'm it, saying. I had to tell you my anecdote. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, honestly, like since we're talking about it, the first week this all the protests broke out, I was like, I, I, I can't in my right conscious tweet about video games. The least yeah, important yeah. thing in the world right now. Exactly. Like completely. Um that's I why even, I didn't like, want to stream. I didn't, I didn't want to stream. Not streaming, yeah. I felt crazy. weird, a little weird yesterday, you know. Yeah. Going live. Well, I, I decided that any donations that I get since last week, well, I, I'm just going to put right into uh, change dot, changeyourworld.org or whatever, the uh, sure. mm. one of those uh, donations for that. So I, like um, using my platform to help people is the best thing I can think of. Yeah, for sure. I donated. This is the only donation I did all, all week. I mean, I plan to do more in the future, but like the donation that I did this week, uh, I think is a pretty good cause. Are you guys familiar with Jerry Conway? You know who he is? Neo, you no. know who he is? Jerry Conway is a partial uh, creator of the Punisher. Okay. And as you guys know, many of the law enforcement organizations have adopted the Punisher's logo. And they've put, they could, it, yeah, put yeah. it on their cars and everything like that. Jerry Conway created exclusive Black Lives Matters Punisher logos. Nice. He's got three exclusive ones that he created. And all the proceeds for the shirts that you get uh, go to the Black, Light, Black Lives Matter fund. So I bought one mm. of the t-shirts, which nice. and donated an extra 50 on top of that. But like, yeah. you know. I think it's great that he's trying to bring his logo it's, back. It's funny yeah. that the police have co-opted it because the creators, I don't know if it was Conway himself. They've said that the Punisher's symbol is, uh, he's like an anti-authoritarian. They haven't just said it, Neo. Uh, Last, that's, that's, that's the whole character, right? No, they haven't just said it. They wrote it. Yeah. They, yeah. Have, they wrote a whole sequence like last year into his comic arc where two cops come up to him wearing the Punisher logo. And he gives them a lecture on like what they're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you know like his, the whole pun- symbol of the uh, the punisher is about the failure of police the reason he has to do his job is because they're not doing their job correctly right right um, and that's what's uh really cool but conway has been very outspoken against against law enforcement that have adopted his logo and i think it's right. great mm-hmm. that he that he, cre- he recreated it you know trying to take it back so well anyway felix do you want to tell us about your video game adventures this week yeah, 
<laughs> what you've been, what you've been getting into. I'm just that's doing a hard jump. I'm doing a hard jump. A hard jump's it. fine. Yeah. Um, so I have uh, the first thing I want to talk about is uh, a little TV related, but it is related to games. So I started this past week. I got heavily into finishing Clone Wars, the show, Clone Wars, the TV show, yep. uh, which I never realized was a Star Wars canon. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was part of the canon universe. Uh, subsequent shows, the Rebels and Resistance are also a part of that universe, as yeah. is Star Wars The Fallen Order, the game. Okay. Mm-hmm. Everything since the Disney acquisition. Right. I was about to say that, yeah. yeah. Whatever thing is branded with Star Wars is is officially all connected into this, this, is this story. very exciting because the actor who played Cal Kestis in the Fallen Order video game, which I've mentioned before, um, is a popular television actor, and it is very possible that we will see yeah, Cal was, Kestis. He Joker. Yeah, he was the Joker. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he's also on Shameless. Um, Ian on Shameless. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I, this is very exciting because there is a possibility that Cal Kestis, the Jedi, that he plays in Fallen Order, could show up in one of the TV shows, especially oh, yeah. if they take it, the you know. There's a huge like dark area in the storytelling. Um, going from order 66 when it occurs at the end of revenge of the Sith to solo. Essentially this is like many, many years. This might be 30 years before Han Solo was born. So there's a huge gap of time where they could do, where they're probably going to put the Obi-Wan Kenobi show and they're probably going to put and they have this game fallen order. So it's very possible, possible that Cal Kestis could end up in the show with that actor playing him. So mm-hmm. anyway, so I finished Clone Wars and I, you know, I realized halfway through Clone Wars that I needed to go back and watch episode one and two, just to have context for Clone Wars. So I rewatched them. Then I went through all Clone Wars and uh, finished the other day with Revenge of the Sith. And then I moved right into replaying Fallen Order. So I've been replaying just on super easy, no hard difficulty. I, I've been replaying Fallen Order uh, this whole past week just so I can re uh familiarize myself with with parts of the clone wars lore that that were in that game that i didn't recognize the first time i played it like i had no idea you know like what great example is it opens on in a ship factory yard and um basically cal cactus test cal i don't know what i just said cal Cal Kestis the jedi uh, is hiding in a, a ship scrapping yard well what i thought was really neat post watching clone wars is now i know the difference between like you know like a clone ship and uh you know which is now like the empire versus a a, a separate separatist ship so like in the beginning you see them bringing in a separatist vessel and i'm like oh that's from the show like all this stuff that i didn't know before there's all these references in fallen order that i'm now picking up and up on playing through it again um and that the whole premise of the game is about the reef formation of the jedi order after post uh, order 66 so i'm pretty excited about that i've been doing that all week nice the other thing that i got into um which i didn't really get into because all these features came out when i wasn't playing the game when i first played red dead online i've been playing the red dead story i mentioned that last week when i first played red dead online it was broke as hell it was in the first two weeks of it coming out i dropped over and over again and finally just gave up um, I think I was playing, I remember the specific session, I think I was playing with Artemis. Uh, me and Artemis were playing online or trying to play online, and he kept dropping, and then I dropped, and finally I just told him, 
verbally. I, I don't even know if we were, we might not have been playing live. We probably were. I told him, I got to switch to another game, dude. I can't do this anymore. Like, it's just too much. It's too broken. Anyway. So what's it like now? It's, it's great. Not only is it stable, so you don't drop. I hardly dropped at all. Although a friend of mine, um, Splorence, has a lot of problems with it still dropping and that. But that we think that probably is his router um, because it doesn't drop for um, J Prince. It doesn't drop for me. It doesn't drop for uh, my friend Philly Special. It doesn't drop for any of us. But it does drop for my one friend. But they added rolls, rolls into now rolls are. A, a similar to what GTA Online does with like, you is can it like do a, a class system, right? Yeah, so you could do like a cocaine business in GTA. You could do like a whatever business, you know, like for for gun running or whatever. But th- there's no role associated with that in GTA Online. In this, you can play as four different roles: a collector, which ob- obviously you can figure out what that means, a moonshiner. Where you get cool. like a moonshining business, and not only is it just the business of running moonshine, but it's also a full speakeasy. So when you fully establish it, you open a speakeasy, and you can like you know cater to clientele, and you get bonuses for drinking from your own whiskey and <laughs> all this shit. Um, but there's also now a bounty hunter role where you can get a bounty hunter's license to get started in doing it, um, and they also added something called uh, the butcher's table. Um, which is a, a business that you can run out of your camp where you kill animals, bring them in, give them to this guy Crips that works in your camp. He converts them over to something sellable and then you do sellable runs. Now, of course, it functions like GTA where a portion of the time you're riding alone and then you're revealed on the map. Um, but what I've observed and what your, uh, I keep saying his real name, what Jay Prince and I observed when we're playing the game is that the map is huge and people are less interested in messing with you. Also, you don't have magical weapons like flying vehicles to like wipe people out at the last minute. So there's, there's a, there's not much incentive for people to hassle you when you're doing runs. There's also a whole choice to like decide not to uh, do a run where you're revealed on the map. So they're doing it way better, way better than GTA Online. I, I won't go back to GTA Online because it's... You're actually making it sound really enticing. It's a troll's paradise in GTA Online. Red Dead, I could spend hours just putting animals into my butcher's table. Like, it's awesome. Like, you go out and hunt, you, you know, you take the can run, you, you get money you for it. Do you have to pick one role, or can you, like... No, you can take, take them all on. So there's the collector, there's the moonshiner, there's the the bounty hunter and there's one more and i well, let me just add, can't on, remember let me what ask, the last one is. on top of this are there are there like the same like pvp modes like death matches and oh, stuff yeah, like yeah. that it's all in the oh, map still there? so if you you and your friends decide oh we definitely want poker to, and stuff too and oh, the, stuff the poker's like in in world like that's in yeah. world you can find a poker table in mo- every town almost um and play with your friends like do it together yeah oh yeah if cool. you're yeah because Forming a posse is the easiest it's ever been. It's easier than it ever was in Red Dead Online. Um, you just invite somebody to your posse. And then the cool thing is we we go in and out of forming posses pretty dynamically. Like if I'm hunting for, for Jay Prince and I he's about ready to fill his cart. I mean, basically, when you fill your cart, you got to run it. 
So mm-hmm. if he gets to the point where his cart is getting full, and then I still have some animals that I killed on my horse, I'll leave his posse temporarily, reform mine, and set my camp, because you set your camp anywhere near where you are. I'll set my camp near where he is, and then I'll run my horse over to my camp, deposit it to my butcher table instead. Um, so all of this just makes the game so much more dynamic than I ever imagined it would be. Um, and it's all PVE. It's not, it's not all, every single one of those bounty hunting missions. It's not me running out and hunting a player down. Those are like bounty hunting missions in the original story and in the current story, um, where you run off and there's like 50 bad guys you got to kill and they're, and you got to bring the guy back dead or alive, right? Some of them have like extra stories associated with them where with multiple um, points in a, in a mission where you, you have to like, you go to this story beat and then this one and then this one. Uh, those are called legendary bounties. So it's, it's a lot. Of, it's, it's very neat. The collector thing, you could just do dynamically as you go along. Now, that being said, saying everything is great, uh, functionally, the disadvantage is, of course, monetary. <laughs> it's not fucking free. In fact, the grind you got to put in to get the amount of gold, because that's what you buy it with. Gold is their currency that you can buy for real. Of course. The sure. amount of hours you got to put in to get all of the role, like initial buy-ins, you know, the things that give you the equipment to do it, you know, you got to buy uh, the moonshine shack you got to buy to, to do moonshining. You have to get the license. You got to pay for that. And then the collector's bag to do the collector's thing. And then the butcher's table, all those things. And if you, you lost me, <laughs> you had me dude in the beginning. And now no, I'm but, like, but li- listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> you, you need equipment to do these things, or you need a license to do the bounty hunting. So if you want to do that stuff and you want to do it immediately without having to earn the gold over time, it's going to take you months probably to get enough gold in order to, to do oh, all that stuff. God. Or you just pay for it in their store. See what I'm saying? So it's a, it's, it's a grind. You're not understanding what I'm saying. No, I am. No, he I is. He doesn't like want it. to do it. I don't want to do it. Oh, he's being lost. <laughs> that, was a, that was a problem. I didn't understand uh, what you meant by you oh, lost yeah. me. No, like you had me. You lost, you're making lost it sound the interest. Really good. Yeah. Like right. I'm like, I'm like, oh, this sounds really cool. And then you're like, oh, great. Well, you have to grind months to get the stuff if I don't want to pay extra for it. Right. And that was a problem in the beginning of Red Dead Online was everything. The the prices, the price to time investment was out of proportion completely. Like, well, that's you, not a problem anymore. They fixed that. Okay. All right. Except that's for these. Good. Except for these roll necessities. So if you, if you need, if you want to do the butcher's table. You're going to have to have nine gold. Nine gold doesn't come easy because you get fractions of gold when you do a mission. You get virtually nothing, cents. Yeah, but but you don't need to do these roles to no. play the online. No, no, not right? at all. Right? So, so all. you're choosing, right, that you want to play the online game this way. And oh, they're yeah. simply saying, okay, well, you either need to save up to, to do this or give us some money. It's yeah. not mm-hmm. unlike reality. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good reality <laughs> simulator. I guess I guess my question would be do you do all activities pay out in gold? Meaning can I go do PvP? Can I go do deathmatch? I think and so. And if and do I get gold from playing deathmatch then I can then take and reinvest I think so, in my but I haven't check. I don't put you know, you know me, I don't play that side of the game very often. 
it, it, PVP was just the like, it could be no, anything, but like, right? Like it, if, whatever. If like, not only <laughs> do you get gold when you run a mission that's your friend's mission, like you get gold when you run your own mission. But if I join uh, Neo's posse and then we run his story missions, I'll get a frag. Right. I'll get gold from everything I do. So you do earn something every time you do something, but, but, um, yeah, it's just how much and how fast and whatever. Of course I bought it all and set it all up Christian. just to explore it. <laughs> Fall out just to explore. Nice. I, don't, I don't doubt it. They were, they were offering a, uh, a deal on gold in the store. And I, I said, <laughs> okay, I'm going to buy some gold. Of course I there's did. a deal, dude. I mean, you can buy like one amount for for you know twenty bucks, but then you can buy fifty bucks. They, they gave you even more. It was twenty-two. Do they give you a bonus? Do they did they discount it and then also throw in a bonus? Like here's an extra two hundred. It was it was five bucks for twenty-five gold. That got me the butcher table and the stew pot, which is in your camp. It gives you a core. It's food. Stew pot. Stew pot for food. Anyway, so mm-hmm. I bought those two things. That was that was five bucks. Okay, then I paid. Nineteen dollars for fifty-five gold to get the other two th- the things, the license and the and the moonshiner shack. So, so that that how much did I pay? I paid twenty-four bucks. Twenty-four bucks on top of the price of the game. <laughs> do, the, do those do those do those things? Does that roll give you enough to warrant a DLC purchase? Like, did you effectively just buy a DLC by that's what it feels by like. doing that? Yeah. There you go. Because so now, I, now I can freely play the bounty hunter thing and do that as much as one, and that pays out when you do legendary bounties, lots of gold, according to Jay Prince. Um, gotcha. And so does the Moonshiner Shack, and I'm blanking on. Oh, and the collect- I guess what I, the I guess what the guy. reason why I ask is if you change your outlook or your mindset, like, are you getting? It's not like you're buying this for a purely cosmetic thing, right? Like if you're getting not, all yeah. of this value out of it, right? Then, okay, whether you give them $25 to buy the Bounty Hunter DLC pack or you do it by buying in-game items, what's the difference? You know, the, you're gonna be- it seems like it's all the same amount. I don't feel like they're – unless, of course, they come out with more rolls down the road, but that that's no different than me buying extra characters in Mortal Kombat <laughs> that they come out with six months down the road, you know, like sure, it's, it's similar. Yeah. Do you buy DLC Neo? Depends. I bought the like Spider-Man DLC. Yeah. Yeah. That's but, an example of DLC. I bought, um, but that's, I'm going to buy Destiny's DLC. Like probably. Right, right. Hey, was that a segue? Was that a segue? Or? Yeah, well, it's a segue to what's lock up to. Yeah. What's up? I know it's not destiny, but yeah, you're next. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Just Valorant. Just, cool. uh, just still playing Valorant. <laughs> um, the game is addicting as hell, man. The rush, uh, the rush from getting good kills is insane. Yeah, it's good, man. It's it's, good. it's a good it's a good game. Um, yeah, so the full release came out. Um, was that last week or the week before? Last I think week, it was la- last right? Monday, last yeah, tu- last Tuesday, I think. Tuesday, yeah. Um, so I mean, it it released for North America really well. I know some of the international servers w- weren't great. Um, but overall from, from our perspective in North America, it was a smooth launch. Um, I've been, you know, I'm, I'm in the Valorant subreddit, you know, nightly, uh, and they're really, the developers are really active in there. They've already released a patch, um, within a week with bug fixes and, and, and tweaks to characters and things like that, tweaks to the map and to the game modes. Um, so they're super active. So it's, it's been fun. Um, 
Definitely addicted for sure. Um, I'm glad there's so many of us playing it because having teammates in that game is really, uh, it's really cool to have like a bunch of people that want to strategize and do really well. And it It makes it a better experience than no, no mic people that we come across. Oh yeah. It's brutal. Like when I was, when I was doing ranked um, in the beta and no one was playing and it would just be me, you know, on a, a team of five by myself, you know, and majority of the time you either get people not communicating or people that are, you know, not nice people. So mm-hmm. in those situations, you can only, I can, I can yeah. only play so many games of that. Right. Um, it, it definitely is, is better together. Um, so we have a, we have a pretty, pretty good number of people that are, that are currently playing it. Um, yeah. Even when it's us and we lose, I don't feel too awful about it because mm-hmm. it's like, well, we, we had the opportunity to do well and it's fine. We'll just play again. We're all, we're all in this together. I guess you'd say we're all teammates, so it's fine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, outside of that, I don't, I don't think I've played anything else. I've thought about booting up destiny again. Um, I we'll, 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 we'll definitely unpack that. Uh, we'll talk about after, that after, after you guys sure. go, I'll give you my thoughts, but, um, yeah, I mean, right now just really, really enjoying Valorant. Um, I gave them gave them some money for some skins. Oh yeah, I bought a, get, Oh yeah, to, bought the season pass for that, Felix. Um, yep. There you go. So I bought there the you season go. pass. Um, free game. I, I don't. I don't mind. I don't mind doing that. Yeah, but I'm not paying fifty dollars for stupid skins. I'm not doing that. That is crossing a line. The price of those skins are insane. Is that what locked? It, they're not really. It's not really insane. If you look at if you look at League of Legends, League of Legends skins are more. Um, okay. I, I think. I think it is easy to say that they are expensive. Um, yeah. But if you look at what they've created, the infrastructure they've created, it's not cheap for the infrastructure they've created. Mm-hmm. And then if you look at, like, say, the CSGO skin market and see where that is, where people are buying $1,000 knife skins on the secondary market, yes, a $50 pack of skins is is not ideal. But, Yeah. It, it just comes down to where you fall. Like I invested in in the pack because personally, I would I would want them to have. I would spend that much money to play that game if it wasn't free to play, right? right. So for me, I'm just giving it to the developer in in another way. Um, Skins don't give you any kind of functionality, right? It's just for no. It's just a cosmetic thing. Show you know? off a They also said they're not exactly. doing skins for the characters because they wanted uniformity they wanted you know that uniformity between the characters so they don't you can you, you want to be able to recognize them i guess on on they also days. didn't want that they also didn't want the hitboxes to change a big right. problem with with different skins in overwatch and other games is, is it changes the hitbox and they've made the hitboxes the same on all the characters even though their character models are different they're all the same um, so if you introduce new skins, they have to then do that and balance that each time. What, what do you mean? So, and, so, sorry for clarity's sake. What do you mean by hitbox? Yeah. So your head, your character model head, right, uh, has a certain threshold on what registers as a headshot, right? And in Valorant, it's there is no room for error, right? In other games, a hitbox for a headshot might be this big, right? where I can hit a bullet here and it'll register as a headshot in destiny. It's this big. I can shoot something here 
and it registers as a headshot. Um, in Valorant, they've made the hitbox to actually be the character model, so much so that like if you hit in between someone's arm when you're shooting, it does not register as a bullet. But wow. in other games, that would register as a body shot, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if you start if you start introducing new skins where their clothing changes or their body weight changes or their height changes, right? All of those things change the hitboxes, and then it's not uniform anymore. Um, so they would then need to make sure that each skin they come out with is unique to the character is cool enough that people are going to spend money on it and that is also balanced enough to be a competitive shooter which they're more concerned about it being a competitive shooter um so the gun skins don't matter because it doesn't change mechanically the way that the gun works they just look cooler um so yeah i mean like i said i think um i definitely hear you on on the skin piece um the way that i justified it and looked at it was this is how much money I would have spent on this game if it was not free to play. Um, it makes sense. What I will have to do for my own sake is then not continue to put money into it and just leave it at <laughs> what I did, which was here's my money. Thank you for creating this product. Now I will just play and play the game. That's, you know what that's I mean? the so, philosophy I'm thinking in my head um, lock with red dead. Like when am I going to break down? When am I going to break down and just spend buy gold to buy clothing? <laughs> Oh, yeah, you'll reach it, man. I mean, that's what I just did, essentially, right? It, it doesn't. It's not like I unlocked anything. It doesn't make a difference. Um, if, they, if they offer good rewards for the season pass, I don't. I see myself, and I'm still playing the game. I see myself just doing the season pass every time and just enjoying it that way. Well, the the problem with the season pass, and I agree. I think a lot of the the, the good thing about this season pass is that the skins inside of it are great. Yeah, they're generally pretty good. They're, they're good. The issue with the season pass and that a lot of people have a problem with is it is a lot, a lot of XP to finish the season pass. I don't even know with the amount that I'm playing, which is fairly regularly, that I will complete the season pass because of the number of the amount of XP you need to complete it. So the the argument for that sake is, is like, can they make the season pass, you know, where you do have to regularly play the game? But not, you know, for the term that Felix loved, no life the game to the point where you're having to put in eight hours a day to complete the season pass because of the amount of XP it requires. Right. Um, So, yeah. But I mean, overall, um, I'm I'm definitely enjoying it. Um, Hopefully the ranked playlist comes back in the near future uh, so we can dive into some ranked as well. They've already talked about how they're going to be experimenting with new game modes. Um, They're very vocal about the feedback that they hear. They they acknowledge the feedback that they hear and they reiterate it to us, which is really great. Like, hey, I hear you guys talking about X. Uh, We don't know if we're going to resolve it now, but we hear you, which is is all we really want majority of the time, depending on the situation. Um, So, yeah, I'm excited for for the roadmap for them and where it comes. so hopefully in the next episode or two, there'll be another game in my lineup that I go back to. But um, as of right now, it's really it's really been it. Um, oh, Warzone. Duh, I played a lot of Warzone during the double XP weekend when Valorant was not when the closed beta end, or when the beta ended and their full release was coming out that week. I played a ton of, of Warzone, which is also a really great game. It's so much fun. I just won't choose it over Valorant. But yeah, yeah. I did reinstall that as well to play more Warzone. Yeah, it's it's fun. It I really still is. They, they've done a great job. I still yeah, I would love to play it again with you, Felix. For yeah, real. I mean, it, they've they've nailed the BR experience. Um, 
there's some things that I don't like about it and I would change to make it like the perfect BR experience. But I think they've done a really great job of, of making a, a solid battle Royale experience and then keeping COD, you know, keeping the COD play style and the COD, you know, um, persona alive with it and not making it just, you know, a standard battle Royale. So maybe yeah. we can look to it this weekend, possibly. Uh, yeah, possibly. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Follow me in on that. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, majority of the time, like I'll, I'll just boot up and play, Valorant if no one's playing, but if someone wanted to play Warzone, I'd rather play with somebody else than play Valorant solo. I just choose to play Valorant because I don't like I don't like playing um, I don't like playing Warzone by myself. I don't like solos. Um, so yeah. if yeah, if, if you want to play, you just got to hit me up, and if I'm free, I'm I'm down for okay. sure. Nice. Trip, what's up? What you been up to? Not much, man. Um, obviously, like, you know, still on the journey of moving and getting settled into the new spot. That's been the primary goal. But I did find time to uh, set up my system, my, my streaming gear, new background, all that kind of stuff, and even do a stream last night of Breath of the Wild. And now you're back on mm. Twitch. That is what happened. Yeah. My stream whoa, last whoa. night was my stream last night was on twitch.tv slash TV. Hold the f- hold the phone. Mm-hmm. I just dropped that hold, bomb right in the middle. Hold the landline. I was That's in true. his last mixer stream. That's true. So saw what's, that shit what, go down. Give me come on, man. Give me some uh you don't mind expanding. Huh. Give me some deets, yeah. man. I'm, yeah. As to the uh to the why? Yeah, like what, what's going on? Do we on? want the why? I feel like I could talk more about that than about Breath of the Wild because we all know Breath of the Wild is a fantastic game. I played oh, yeah. four hours of it again and absolutely loved it. Did some <laughs> did some expansion stuff that I never touched after I beat Ganon originally in like 2017, mm-hmm. whenever, that, whenever that happened, I think. That's what I gotta um, do. Beat Ganon. Gotta, you gotta beat Ganon, yeah. <laughs> oh, I guess. Lee running around, he's like, I'm forgetting do. something, aren't I? Yeah, two and a half years later, like, what the fuck did I meet, have to do in 2017? Um... But I was running around doing like, you know, there's like different armor sets to collect and other little objectives. So I was working on on that kind of stuff. It's fun. That game just pulls you in every different direction, but not in a bad way. You start off doing one thing. You just like pinball through the life of Link in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I'm not upset that I didn't beat Ganon. Mm, Um, But yeah, in terms of the swap back to Twitch, uh, it's it's been something that I've been like silently debating Mm -hmm. probably since the beginning of the year. Okay. Uh, and just watching and waiting and kind of seeing how certain things were happening in the industry with Mixer itself. Um, and really like in the, in the shortest amount of words, and I'm going to expand for sure, but if I just wanted to, if I had to underline a reason or a couple of reasons in kind of the most succinct way, it's, it's a misalignment between what I hear are the way Mixer is being run management wise, the way that they're allocating money to do the things they want to do. And then a uh, a mismanagement of the directives of where they're taking their platform mm. away from growth or doing things that I think they think are going to lead to growth, but are not what bring people to other more popular websites, including Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook for all different reasons. Each of those has right. a giant audience like Facebook and YouTube have built in audiences before they did streaming, which was a huge leg up. Yeah. Um, but Mixer is kind of the closest to Twitch in the way that it climbed up to becoming a streaming platform out of out of that out of itself you know twitch grew its audience and attracted them over time from justin tv on a twitch to amazon's uh, purchase of them and mixer is kind of doing the same thing with beam and then the microsoft acquisition and then mixer 
but it's still a long way away from where it needs to be. That's not the reason that I left, though. The reason I left is because they want to be where Twitch is, and they're skipping really, really, really important steps, I think, to get there. Mm. They're, making giant leaps. they're making giant leaps like acquiring massive talent mm. in the hopes of acquiring an audience, but they don't have working websites, uh, ingest servers, or mobile applications. People don't want to or, be on the site because they can't. TV applications either. Sure. I mean, Dude, the amount the amount of, of watching that I do for my Apple TV now um, yeah. is is crazy, and I and there's nothing there's no presence there, right? Which it just seems like there isn't a, a mixer app, but there's an app you can download that works with it. Yeah, but I shouldn't have to do that, right? Right. Yeah, no. Twitch app on TV, but that's how it started yeah. with Twitch too. <laughs> the only thing that was on the Apple well, TV sure. for Twitch was Fair. Twitchy. Yeah, but Twitch also had they had a pilot for a long time that you could sign up for free when it was a when it was the beta app on the Apple TV. But well, neither here nor there. Keep yeah, going, yeah. trip. But yes, no mobile spending, app presence for sure. They're spending millions of dollars on acquiring these streamers to get on their platform, but they don't have a way for people to watch on any screen in in their house. That's a problem, right? Like, because you want to put your platform in front of as many people as po- possible, but they're spending money on these streamers instead of. Alec, or coming out with these applications on your Amazon Fire Stick or your Apple TV yeah. or your Roku. It's, it's part of the problem. I don't even think that's the core of the problem. The core of the problem is the website and the experience itself. And that's something mm-hmm. that, of course, any site is going to have as a growing pain, but they're jumping over it and going right to the acquisitions. They're going right to embers for all broadcasters, which is their equivalent of bits. Everyone right. on Mixer can earn embers mm-hmm. for money. Right? Didn't they have? Didn't didn't they have embers as a currency before bits were a thing? No. Yeah, but it was all, no. I thought embers it was only for response to bits. I thought it was only for, for partners. It was originally, but now embers is for everybody. Uh, I was in one of their pilot programs to test receiving embers for non-partners last summer. So they've been thinking about that for a while. They're now testing um, clip generation for everyone. Wow. Which that's a great feature for sure. Obviously, clips, I think, are one of the reasons why Twitch became so popular in the past couple of years, because you could just share someone a quick 30 second link that you made yourself in their channel. Right. Yeah. So that's a great step forward for Mixer. But again, people can't be on your website. Literally last night, uh, pretty serendipitously, and, and I don't want to shit on the platform. Please don't think I'm saying this, but it's just funny that it happened. Uh, people couldn't go live on Mixer last night. The entire site was down. Not that oh, I didn't know that. On things like Twitch, but... It's it's there's more instability on their site and on their experience and on their servers across uh, web or mobile, and people just don't want to be there. And you have to solve that first before you do the really yeah. cool features. I, I completely it's, concur with you on the technical issues. Every every time I go try to go live to Mixer and Twitch at the same time, there's you know usually some kind of weirdness with Mixer, <laughs> and if mm-hmm. there is, every time I contact restreams tech support they always go we don't know what the problem is it's probably not us <laughs> right right it's it's interesting right i think i think twitch has a huge leg up with brand recognition with Amazon behind them, right? And I think they've done a really great job of marketing. The integration of Twitch Prime is fucking huge. That's a huge hurdle for yes. Mixer to try and overcome yes, is, is the integrated Twitch Prime, right? Mixer came um, close to their Microsoft points. It's a did, good step, but it's nowhere it near. It is a good step, but it's nowhere near. You're right. Ubiquitous. My, 
I think my my challenge to them was I think Microsoft is a great corporate partner or corporate owner to have to rival something like Amazon. Mm-hmm. But I would agree that I don't think like Microsoft as as the tip of the iceberg uh, is looking at the platform with the same lens that we are looking at it looking up. Right. And I think right. that's probably the problem. Yeah. Um, I think uh, the fact that they are owned by Microsoft has a lot of benefits in terms of like, you know, integration into things like Xbox mm-hmm. and their ecosystems and stuff like that. And there may be a Windows big- 10. Right, like what? What? Why is there no integration in Windows Ten? No Apple Windows Ten. Right, like there is. I use it for you guys. Actually, I had oh, I had your faces on my uh, pinned to my dashboard. Um, you got to install it though. It's not like built in. Well, yeah, that's my point. Like I like. Is it an app labeled Watch Mixer? Let me see. I'm clicking on it now. Is it in the Windows Ten store? I believe so. Yes. Is it part of the Xbox system or experience? I think it's official. It's called Mixplay for Mixer. That's the app I use. Well, Mixplay is what they call their their button creation system that sits under the uh, yeah. Oh, okay. The window. Then I, then I have no idea. But even and and I and you know with all the bullshit that Windows 10 gives you when you install Windows 10, like yeah, how I was that like crush on my computer for some reason? Yeah, right. Like, why is Mixer not a a thing right like right. where's the integration yeah. um and which is a huge miss there could be um, a giant shift even this year with like the xbox uh i even forget what they're calling their newest machine but like the new xbox thing comes out that could be massive xbox Mixer series x thank you uh take a giant turn at that point you know but it's it's getting to a point where i've spent the majority of my streaming career on mixer at this point yeah as far back as beam and I think they can easily rival Twitch or at least give people a good other option, but they're not there yet. And they're taking a very long time to get there. Uh, as well as internally, I've heard that there are, there's culture shifts and culture misalignments with people that are running their department along with budget cuts. So you have people that don't want to do what the people with the employees that, that probably know best want to do. They don't want to do the same things. They won't give them the money to do the things. And Microsoft directly owning them, I think, is more of a problem than it may appear to a lot of us. Because organizationally, Twitch under Amazon is not like run by Amazon. They're run by their own company that's owned by Amazon. Right. There's really no like overhead they have to check with with Amazon. They don't run their decisions past like the the leadership team of Amazon Corporation. Whereas with sure. being at Mixer, with Mixer, they do. That goes up the Microsoft chain of command. So there's probably a lot of people that that get their hands in in the money pot and go, why are we spending money on this? Mm. Which also ties their hands up. Yeah, what's that? Right. So these are all, it just, it's a, I've been studying this for a long time. It's the Peter principle at work. It's the Peter principle. You know, the the Peter principle is that the higher up uh, in management people go, the dumber they get. (laughs) Because they don't know anything about the structure of the organization. Yeah, so like, your own level the executives of companies are just stupid because they don't even know how the companies are run because they're not running them. But they're, look, you know they're just looking at surface level numbers, right? They're thinking about yeah, they're looking at the have. highest possible numbers possible in the company and not looking at like how those numbers are even formed. Yeah, yeah that's called the Peter Principle. You can read so it. That, so that essay on the state of Mixer, combined with the push that we're all making together as a community with the emerging gamer. I thought it was really a good time to kind of align 
and just mm. hop on over. And I'm someone who's who's literally I do consider myself a platform agnostic. You know, like I think I need to be in the best place at any given time for myself, for my brand, for our brand, for all of these things together. Right. And it just felt like the right time to come back to Twitch. That could always change. Are you future. are you still a um are you an affiliate? On yes. Twitch, yep, right? Correct. Okay. Never, I, th- I thought you. I thought you yeah. were before the the full push over. I was great streaming together for probably a year, for about half a year, I would say, when I started right. going full time. Right. I emailed them. I was like, "Hey, I'm going to be doing this. Remove me from the program so I don't get in trouble." And I got an email back from Twitch like a month after I sent mine, saying like, "Yeah, just uh, email us back with like your streamer ID." And I'm sitting there like, why do I need to tell you my streamer? It's like, real I bad. Clearly told you communicated to they me. They have a term for it too. It's called. <laughs> so I just didn't respond at all. And here I am. Didn't have to jump through any other red tape. And they it, never yeah. like, stopped any of like the random subs or like bits that would come through in those months. They like nothing ever stopped there. It just, I'm not going to do your work for you, man. I emailed you. Right. Just, right. <laughs> trip, trip. They right. have an internal term for it. It's called offboarding. That's what it's called. That's the, oh, yeah. yeah right, for sure. Offboarding. And yeah. I spent, I kept going back and forth with the guy for months. And finally I said, I'm breaking the terms and conditions of Twitch. If I go live to these services at once. Yeah. And then the guy writes me back. He goes, Oh, you mean offboarding? You need to be offboarded. I was like, I responded back. Like I'm like, yes, offboarding. that's exactly yeah. what I need. Please do that. <laughs> it's funny too. Cause I was, I was, you know, checking all the things I have to like, you know, change and, and, and put on my channel. And I found in some like, you know, knowledge based article on Twitch, they were like, if you leave the affiliate program and come back, you don't have to do X, Y, Z. And I'm like, how do you even fucking leave? <laughs> like, <laughs> but apparently they think it's possible, but, uh, but yeah, that's the, uh, welcome back yep. trip. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was going to devil ad, devil's advocate on one point. You did make a great argument. All of these are great points about why you don't want to be on the service anymore, mm-hmm. but isn't this kind of counter to the original point that you made that you wanted to be on the ground floor of a new service? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but is it, but is I it though? I, I don't, I, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't think that the time that I've invested well, I'm trying to say, I think the amount of time that it's going to take to get to that point is longer than I want to invest in the current wave of everything that we're doing, of the entire streaming culture, of what's going on in gaming. I think I and we miss that wave if I stubbornly stick on Mixer because that moment one day will come when they get the audience, when they get the views, when that catches up and everything kind of swells to the top, it's going to happen. I'm convinced it will happen, but I think it's going to happen in maybe four to five years from now versus when I thought it was going to be like three to four years in 2018 based on just how slow they've been doing everything and and the way they've managed their upgrades. So to answer your question, Hmm. yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't really think it's counter to, to like, if you would have said that, if you would have made that statement and then three months later switched over, well, then I would say, okay, well, then that's counter to something that you've been saying for the past three months. But mm-hmm. for someone that's stuck with the platform, defended the platform, right, as you have in many times, um, and advocated for the platform, I feel like you did your due diligence and your justice for, for sticking around for so long. Yeah. I think it's it's savvy to say, like, look, this is the reason 
why I'm leaving. It's not, you know, it's not because I didn't see growth. It's not because I don't think it could be great. It's because I feel like these major problems are not going to be solved in in the timely in in a time frame that makes sense for my brand and my business. Yeah, you, and, you've been, yeah. You, like you said you've been waiting for them to make these improvements, and it, they're it's like they're dragging their feet a bit, you know. Yeah, and a lot and of that is out of the hands of the people that are making those changes. It just there's there's a lot of factors in play uh, mm-hmm. that unfortunately are not aligning together. Right. Yeah. I hope it changes. I really do. You know, we need more choice mm-hmm. for streaming platforms. We do. You know, imagine yeah. if you could ever watch Netflix. Shit's shit's popping on there for sure. But like, you know, Stuff, all the other things great on there. HBO Max and exactly. Stars and all them other shows. Um, cool. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, um, Neo, what have you been up to? I have been doing a few things. Um, this week, I streamed all of Portal One and Two. Went through all mm-hmm. those games again. Still gems. Those games are A plus, top quality stuff. And I played um, the co op with uh, with Quail, and it's really fun going through those games again. They're just so well made and so charming and fun to play. Um, but I have also restarted Bloodborne which is a really good game. Like it's excellent. Like it's, it's my favorite of like the from software souls games that I've played. And like, I still haven't like really played Sekiro, but um, I don't know if I'm going to, because that game just seems like it's really hard that I, and I don't feel like doing that to myself, but bloodborne is amazing. Uh, And just in the way it feels, the way it plays, they they're they're more lenient on certain things. Like you, you can carry like twenty health potions instead of like four that get reused every time, and any stuff like that. The weapons are awesome. Um, They all have different modes. You know, as you, I don't know if you guys did. You guys play these games? This game? I played Bloodborne. I've played a little bit of Bloodborne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I screamed in a guttural rage at Bloodborne. (laughs) Oh, it's rage inducing. Yeah. For sure, the first but, boss you come in like, run into is like really fucking hard. That giant thing really on the bridge, hard. right? Yeah, that boss. Here's and the then thing, Father, it's, Father, it's, Father, it's tough. The yeah. worst part about it is, it's not the kind of anger that I get um, when I just get you know lose it like the baseball game. Like mm-hmm. in this, you know, you know why you lost. It's your fault. Yeah. Your fault. Yeah. This game broke because you keep repeating it over and over and over again. There's no way you can and go enemies, through this it, the first time and actually they, succeed. Enemies telegraph pretty well what to do, like what they're going to do, right? Like they, they tell you what you're doing. But I do love the counter system that, that is in the game because they give you a gun instead of like a shield like Dark Souls has, right? And you fire the gun as as an enemy attacks it makes a ping sound and that lets you do like a critical strike on enemies right and um but you're right felix never good at (laughs) i ran Um, around a lot yeah i'm sure (laughs) and also this game speaking of hitboxes amazing hitbox porn like the like you can hit something anywhere and it was it will be exact like to where you're swinging your sword or whatever it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. like like the game has really tight hitboxes, um, which is really nice. Um, and I was playing a co-op with one of my friends too, and it's actually pretty fun to play co-op too. And it actually makes it a lot easier. Speaking I of, did not know it had a co-op mode. Honestly, Bloodborne has co-op. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Shit. Didn't even yeah, know you that. Get, you 
this item every time you beat a boss and you spend that to summon a friend into your world. Oh yeah, yeah. And okay, now I did know. Dark Souls, yeah. you drop a you ring a bell and then your friend rings a bell and you have a password that yep. matches pulls them into your world. But we've noticed uh, some problems with the co-op. Um items that are like like pickup items in the world, like uh like weapons and other things that you find only exist for the host of the game. So what we had to do was you beat the boss of that area and then it sends him back to his world. And then we have to do that whole area over again in his world. So like we like, we like oh, that went back and it is, but at the same time, you're that. getting, getting a lot of souls, a lot of uh, whatever blood souls or whatever they're called. Yeah. And we're really strong. Right. So like we're, we're leveling up every, every time. I mean, um, yeah, you're, you're playing the whole game twice. Really? Exactly. And we're faster the next time we do it and the boss is easier the next time so boom i guess that that does that is a positive so you're doing this on ps4 yeah on ps4 although rumored last week uh bloodborne is being listed for pc soon but let me tell you that game's performance it's a big problem on the ps4 it chugs in certain areas frame rates dropping like crazy uh the loading times at launch i remember were really bad it seems like they fixed a lot of that but it, it would be could, great on PC, man. It would be great on PC at a higher frame rate. Yeah, it would. It really would. Um, it would probably look and feel a lot. It would look. Beautiful. It would look amazing. Yeah. Um, also, remember this when when prediction when we talk about the PS5 news later, because uh, I'm going to bring that bring something up. Anyway, that's that, those are the new games I've been playing or the games mm. I just went through. Um, and that's it. Nice. Shall we jump into the news? Yeah, do, do you want to do you want to hit go straight into PS5 or do you want to hit Destiny stuff? Do you which one do you want to do? Trip, do you want to talk Destiny? First? I could definitely talk Destiny. I mean, I'll yeah. always talk Destiny. Cool. <laughs> um, um yeah, let's talk about what what they announced yesterday and then yeah, we'll do the yeah, we'll sure. PS5. Uh so yeah, yesterday was uh, not only the beginning of the most recent season that they call the season of arrivals, but it was the same day that they talked about the season which is weird because usually they they spend like the week before or the two weeks before they give you a preview of what's of what's coming through they were very quiet about what's uh what's coming up with this season probably because of a lot of the feedback they were getting they probably wanted to make sure everything was correct and like deliverable and a bunch of stuff like that um but they hit us with some very 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 massive updates um they gave us some hints as to what's coming in the fall and not only fall of 2020, fall of 2020, 2021, and 2022, they gave us yeah. uh, essentially a very rough roadmap for where the game is going to go on an overarching story uh, story kind of trajectory. Um, that alone is wild because if they were with Activision, that would be Destiny like four, the the 2022 stuff. I pulled up a Jason Schreier tweet because he did he did some investigating in this. If this if this was if they were still with Activision, next year's thing or this year's thing would have been Destiny Three, yeah. essentially, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so on and so forth with the other expansions, probably or yeah. maybe they would have been expansions, but Destiny Three would have been a thing. Yeah, and it looks like thanks to this announcement, this is Destiny from now on, right? Yeah, Bungie's committed to making this the game that is just evolved on, and instead of something that becomes like a sequel-based iterative game. I would probably bet though in 2023 we get a new version 
Sure. Yeah, because they said they're not dropping the two. They're not dropping Destiny 2. Yeah. Um, so I would imagine we'll get a third game just by that point. We're, we're talking new right. engine, new hardware. Engine hardware right? exactly. just, yeah, so you, eventually we'll need something. I don't know if they'll call it Destiny 3, right? They might just call it Destiny, and maybe that's or, something that, you know. Or it's done, and they move on to another project. You know, maybe they like... I mean, they are they are hiring. They are they hiring have, for new IP. So Yeah, yeah they are. They did take an investment, too, on the, on the new IP. Interestingly, yeah. if uh, if anyone out there knows the rough story of Destiny, it's a it's a high high concept space battle against dark versus light. Uh, the the name, the working title of the 2020 expansion is Beyond Light, and we're entering a phase where the darkness has finally arrived on Earth. Something you've been chasing and running away from and battling in different forms since 2014, since the game started. They're looping the story around entirely, so we're entering this phase of three years of where the darkness is here. Um, it could be a good way to end the series and move on to like their next IP, especially mm-hmm. they've had, you know, investments from, uh, from Tencent for IP. Mm-hmm. Um, like you just said, they're hiring for things. So it's, it's, it's feasible, you know? So that means uh, it's not a 10 year game. Well, it, would, it will be yeah, 20. Will I be. mean, you know, like, I mean, if, if the fall expansion is in 2022, they still support it for a full year. So you get it till 2023. So, okay, fine. A nine year game, you know, but, um, you know, if you think, if you think about it, they are not big enough to support multiple IPs. Right. So it, it, it is a fair, I didn't think of it that way trip, but that's a good, a good outlook to have is maybe this, maybe 2022 going into 2023 is the end of it. And from there, it's just maintenance stuff and you just get whatever the final iteration of that is. Who knows? I've never thought of it that way. Right. I've never thought of a world where destiny doesn't exist in some form of fashion, but um, (laughs) I know. Yeah. Right. It's, uh, but it's, it's a good, it's a good thing to think about because they're not, they're not backed with all these other, uh, studios anymore right like yeah. how can they support a new ip that's triple a in size yeah. and then support destiny that was the benefit of uh, being with activision that they could roll out you know three raids a year with right. their expansions you know with this with the seasonal uh model it's been a little bit disappointing over the whole year to not get the content at the quality people were expecting i think that's why we really felt the backlash last season People were really kind of, I mean, it was a bad season in terms of like the gameplay activities, the reward loops, the things you, you had to do. I played the first day and then I didn't play until like near the end of the season just to see what was going on in the game. And I've, I have felt no regret about not getting all the things where if you said it to me a year ago, I would have lost my shit. I would have been like, what do you mean? I don't have all the things, you know? Right. What do you right. mean we're not like the number one group doing this thing? It just, it would have not, it would not registered in my brain. Right. Um, but like you just, you have to, let the game live and you have to be able to take time away from it when it gets to a place that's not good. And it wasn't in a good place. Um, the new season that they're uh, currently in right now that started on Tuesday, started yesterday is better. Still has a lot of the same problems, but they've, uh, they've definitely helped target your experience. Some of the reward engrams you can get, there's a process in the game to target them to what you want, not only like armor or weapons, but specific sets of armor or weapons. Like if you want drifter gear or if you want, um, you know, uh, crucible gear, you can actually choose, have your engram drop the, those things. I'll tell you what could come out of that potentially. So that's one of the benefits of destiny one in the last year, you could go to any vendor, you know, upgrade their, their rank of packages and grab what you wanted to make your armor better, what you needed to get, you know, to max right. level. You can do that now in a really effective way. And I played a lot of today 
um, kind of, you know, getting a feel for what was going on. And I got like 10 of these engrams. So they're dropping at a, at a pretty decent rate and they drop on powerful level. So it's a good way to like round out your, um, Last day, your power. Nine, 940 to 999. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. Just by these new umbral, uh, these new umbral engrams. Like, yeah, they're, it's feeding yeah. me up. They've, uh, they've made your, your ritual activities, what they call like the basic strikes, PVP or gambit modes all of those weekly goals now drop pinnacle level uh reward tier gear so you can really jump up in power level they've heard people say this feels too grindy i'm not gaining enough it feels like i'm wasting my time so a lot of like really really good quality of life changes in terms of making your character stronger um and the areas are dope you uh you go to io uh if you remember from the base campaign of destiny 2 uh the, the moon of Io around Jupiter is the first place that the traveler touched when it came to our solar system. And you saw Ikora staring at this like almost stonehenge looking collection of rocks and stuff. Well, that's where the pyramid ship that has finally hit the solar system is parked over and like pulling light from this cradle. And there's this giant spinning, twisting tree mm-hmm. growing in there. That's where Eris is hanging out right now. And uh, it's, 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 a very gorgeous area. I think you're going to weekly have to go in there and clear out enemies, which is better than the daily uh, bunkers they had with last season, which is just a fucking drag. Um, but beyond that, I think it'll be a pretty tame season until we get to the fall, where not only will we have a new a new uh, area, we'll be on Europa, which is another moon of Jupiter. They're going to be blowing up a lot of the Destiny 2 Year 1 locations. They're all going in what they're calling this Destiny Content Vault. Yep. And you cannot touch activities on those planets. They won't be playable. But in the trade-off of taking those planets away, putting them in the vault, bringing in new areas to further the story, they're going to be bringing back spaces and raids from Destiny 1. Hell yes. So all, we're getting the full Cosmodrome, and we're getting the Vault of Glass raid. Hell and yes. I am stoked as shit to play Hell Vault yes. of Glass on PC. You fucking know Same. I'll be there. Very excited. Same. Yeah, and that's cool. And that if, actually, if that means... Oh, sorry, we're going to send you. Sorry. Oh, this is really, really quick. This It addressed one of the concerns I had was because they acknowledged this like last year, I, I want to say, that Destiny's Destiny's file size was getting large. It was getting really big. It definitely addressing um, the file size issues, yeah. They And they were actually getting worried about that too uh, because they it, it was the game was becoming too large. So now this is a good way to not only cycle content out and in, it's a good way of making things like kind of like fresh but not fresh at the same time um by getting getting rid of some content we've played already a, a shit ton there are um, so many destiny 2 players that have never played destiny 1 so mm-hmm. this will be a really good way to like get them in touch with that with that content uh bring them back to literally day one you know especially with yeah. cosmodrome and vault of glass coming back it'll be really cool to kind of see the roots of the game and not only oh, yeah. you know play it on pc i'm just i can't imagine what the what the sandbox will look like with all the weapons we have all these new crazy different ways to play the game that didn't exist yeah sure. when vault glass was true i mean there's yeah, like there's, swords and all these things for fighting three, ability, three subclasses per character there's yeah exactly swords bow and arrows there's there's the game has changed so grenade directly. launchers yeah. grenade, oh my god since 20 since 2014 um well, I fun think fact they, they know that and they're probably going to balance for it speaking of balance um the new seasonal exotic that you get this season is a is a breech loading grenade launcher like uh, like mountaintop but it's awesome yeah uh, it shoots a blight 
like a darkness blight, like the taken captains kind of throw and it lands on the ground and taints enemies. And if they get killed by it, they make another blight and it kind of chain reacts, but also it does massive damage to what it lands on. This thing I, I watched, uh, Rick Hackis had a couple of clips on, uh, on YouTube. I saw him delete both Riven of the, of the last wish raid and sanctified mind of the garden of salvation raid. Uh, neither of those bosses lasted more than I think a second and a half with everyone using this exotic. Yeah. I wow. saw it on the garden boss melt them melt so them. Just di- the entire health bar just disappearing i was having fun with it in pvp earlier today it's pretty yeah. damn good using pvp yeah i'm sure it's great for control you just drop it on a on a point and then no one steps in it 100 percent, 100 percent right um so yeah it'll be cool to see where uh how the game is going to lead up to to the fall i appreciate their higher level thinking of what they wanted this year to look like where they move the story along things you do have meaning to the overarching story like there's broken bits of the tower right now from where the almighty crashed and some bits blew off and landed on the tower that's persisting from what happened even though the season was shitty you know like it's just cool little ways to say like oh i was there when that happened they, you know, they like did the was, live event right that the live that event happened since the last event Saturday. yeah Right. Uh, there was definitely some things that they need to change, which they acknowledged, but that was really cool that they had a live. Oh event. yeah. I already forgot about that event and I, I mm-hmm. logged in for it. Mm-hmm. It was kind of, yeah. it's kind of, I mean, I guess it's cool, but it took like 90 it, minutes it for it to go time, out. Which they need to, yeah, they, they, they acknowledged it. Yeah. They acknowledged mm-hmm. that there was, there was some uh, room for improvement, but it showed that technically they have the capability to, to make that yeah. type of event happen in, in the future. And they and they want to continue to do that. Um, for sure and I, I think you know if they can iterate on the game keep it fresh um do things that surprise us like yesterday they dropped a new dungeon as well as a new season i've heard i've heard really good things about it really good things about it um can't wait to dive in there with a group for sure um in the fall we're getting a, a fourth subclass essentially which is going to be darkness powers that's been rumored since destiny one um that's finally happening that's going to change the game in from entirely the ground up you have to you know balance for a third new subclass of darkness infused abilities so hopefully this stuff will be engaging and make mm-hmm. the game you know it's all it's all we can ask for right yeah i mean i think I, we're yeah. also going to get to a point where we're okay with not playing it every single day especially with how they're we're going on. building this out yeah you know because it's that's not where i'm at not a healthy relationship <laughs> just one and two that's all yeah. the fucking yeah i mean like i i honestly don't even have the desire to get back into it like I want to, like I want to experience the dungeon. Like I want to be ready for the fall. Yeah. But just the thought of doing the same goddamn activities to right. to grind up in power is just it's like that's, I mean, that's the core problem. You you have your nauseating. They make you do gambit because like rewards because you feel great right now, Neo. But you haven't hit soft cap yet, right? Like no, you're, you're they're purposefully moving you up very quickly, and then you're gonna hit a fucking wall, and then, I'd be and like, then well, it's like. Yeah, so it's just like uh, that's man, it. Like I, I, I am like a high level. Like I love the fact that they forecasted out to twenty twenty two. I love that they're being transparent about where the story is going, coming from where we were from Destiny One. The fact that they're even tying expansions together and big arc threads together is all fantastic stuff. Um, you know, for me, there's a lot of quality of life things that need to be fixed and resolved which would never happen in an event like we got or in an announcement right um i definitely will play this season no doubt about it um but i I think for me i think i was saying this to somebody in the discord earlier and i think i said it to neo too which is like this will be a game where i'll play the content whatever is new and then i'm gone 
Right. That's like how I'm I feel not, about it too. I'm not. I'm not living yeah. in in destiny anymore. Sure. Um, and um, uh, I, and like but, like I've said to you guys, I love the raids the most. I think they're like the best that 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 destiny has to offer. And I will always mm-hmm. come back for the raids. And I hate to not to be feels weird being that guy that's like, all right, guys, I'm back again for the raid. Uh, you gonna get a spot for me? Like you know what I mean? And then I dip out, but. I'm gonna do it. I'm sorry. I mean, my my best memories of the game are the expansions where there is a raid and that week of prep, mm-hmm. and then trying to make that push day one, solving yes. those those puzzles where literally no one in the world knows how to solve them yet, and everyone is just trying to figure it out. And being in the middle of that, that's the most fun playing this game. Yeah. Yep. And I'm excited for that in the fall because that'll that'll be a thing. the uh, The raid that they've announced is going to be the Deep Stone Crypt on Europa, so that'll be cool to see. And the raid, the the lead raid designer that that did um, has returned from Riot. Did you see that? I did. Um, yeah. So the 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 raid director, I'm forgetting his name. I think it's Joe. I think his first name is Joe. I forget. I saw it last night on Twitter. Essentially, he he left Riot, has come back to Destiny, and I believe he was responsible for all of the raids following the Dark Below. Nice. Um, I'm not entirely sure on what raids he he did, but he's returned. Did Joe Blackburn. That would be him. Yeah. So he tweeted out that he left Riot. He, um, I, I don't know the timeline on when he left uh, Bungie to go to Riot right. and, and vice versa. But he essentially tweeted out last night, uh, this is my second day back at Bungie. And that was his announcement of it. Nobody knew that it happened. And then everybody was freaking out, you know, that followed yeah, the, the game that closely that he's returned. So hopefully that means the expa- the, the raid that we're getting in the fall is... Um, is up to, to par. Um, it definitely, it definitely is, you know, the best that a destiny has to offer in a lot of different um, areas. Right. Great. Always. Um, And I think my, we're going to say 2014, 2014, the vault of glass, no one in a first person shooter was ever making a raid. Mm -mm. Like, like you would see in an MMO, like a world of Warcraft or a final fantasy 11 or something. I remember the first time doing it, man. It was, it was wild. It was a wild experience. Same thing I was doing. I was like, I'm playing a shooter, but like, we're solving puzzles and we're doing these mechanics and we have to like specifically attack different things. And it was just like the, the six people coordinating. It, it blew my mind. And yeah. like, I know it. What was, the, what was the, that room that was a jump puzzle that we first In got what? to that like had so much space to it. It was so high. And I was just like, yeah. And the vault of glass right before you get to the vault, the throne room there was the, uh, the, the pillars that would appear and disappear. Mm-hmm. The yeah, big, this uh, crazy jump puzzle. That you mm-hmm. get to, and I was just like, yeah, it's, it was, it was, it was one of the reasons why it was so successful. The scope right? of it was um, so big. Mm-hmm. And we didn't, we, it wasn't a thing that people had experienced until then yeah. in that Never type of game. game like that, no. Right. Um, so hopefully they can, they can relive it. For me though, they have to do a lot of work in between. Like that's what will get me to continue to play yeah. it even more than I, even to keep me playing it more than as much as I want to, right? Which is I want to play the content. I want to play it a lot. And then I want to leave. I'm not going to play it in between droughts like I used to. Um, yeah. But like there's, there's certain decisions that are made that just really, really bother me. Like the, the one about this season that I'm hung up on and then we can move on um, not to end on a, on a sour note, but like <laughs> sunsetting is something that's a huge topic of conversation within the community, which is, um, I don't know if you're aware of this, Neo and Felix, but essentially they've said that the weapons that you currently have will not continue to be used in pinnacle activities in the future. What does that right? mean? So like, so you know how um, year one, uh, like if you got a, a Leviathan raid gun, you can't infuse it 
you can't like get, you can't get mods on it, for example, right? Like you can't mod yeah. it with the current equipment. Well, like essentially they're leaving guns in the past to where they're capped on their power level. So a gun that came out in Forsaken will not be able to be used in season 12, right? Cause we're going into season 11. Is that correct trip? Yep. This is season, season 11. So this is the last season where all of our guns are going to be able to be used. Season 12 comes and content from black armory content from forsaken. All of those guns can still be used, but they can't be used in end game activities because they will, won't be able to hit the power level in which is required to do the activities. So a lot of people are upset about this. You're attached to weapons, you're attached to this gear, and you have to leave it behind, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Locke, I've been out I of think- the, ga- the game for a while, but like I remember that happening before. It happened. They did it in, in vanilla D1. D1. Yeah. They did it in vanilla D1. And there's you hated a few reasons it then, why it worked. Yeah, well, there's a few reasons why it worked in vanilla D1. One, there was more loot. So you were still chasing new and better loot that doesn't exist currently. In my opinion, I know there's a lot of, of good things being said about the new weapons that they released yesterday for this season and new perks, which is great. But again, the loot pool back then was much larger on what you could chase. Um, the other thing is, is they course corrected it in D one and then they gave you materials to chase to then bring your weapons up to a light level that mattered. Right. So they fixed that problem and then they took it away again for a third time in D one. Um, the issue, the reason why I bring it up is wherever you fall on this is they re-released guns that in this season that we currently have that are exactly the same, but have the season marker on them from this season that will be able to be infused up in future seasons when the role that I have in my vault will not be able to be. So for example, I have a lonesome sidearm that I got from season of the drifter, whatever that gambit season was, right? Um, After this season ends, that lonesome in my vault will not be able to be used in end game activities. But right now in this season, it's in the loot pool as a new weapon. And it will be able to be brought forward to future seasons. So you're essentially saying that I'm chasing the same loot in some cases for something I already have for the sake of it having a different logo on it, entitling it new. Uh, and there's many of them. This is I'm only calling out one weapon, but there's many. But, there was a way to convert the old gun into the new gun. So okay, so this is blowing up on Reddit, right? There's a huge okay. thread on Reddit about this. Is okay, simple. Make me get the lonesome to drop and let me infuse the one that I have up. If you deem that this weapon is the weapon that we want to bring forward for whatever reason, that's fine. But to say the one that I have 15,000 kills on in my vault needs to be retired and a new one just because it's new for no other reason but in the sake that it has the new icon on it um, seems ridiculous. Um, and this is all like this is something that they didn't explain well because everyone thought their Garden of Salvation raid gear was going to be able to be brought forward. But but no, you need to get the one with the new logo on it, not the one you have in your vault, not the one that you already have acquired. You have to go get the new version of it. And the new version is not different. It doesn't have different roles. It doesn't look different. All it has is it has the season, this season's logo on it. Yeah, that's and you already may have a huge role in the vault. Right. Like you're saying, yeah. Right. So there's an easy solve for it, which is, you know, I still have to get that roll. I still have to get that thing to drop. It still has to be a powerful. It still needs to be an increase in light. All of those things. Let me infuse it up if you're deciding to bring it back. That 
personally to me is a huge quality of life problem that that makes me not want to play the game because then I then it feels like they're not valuing my time right there's there's definitely I think I like and, and dislike this the system that you're just describing what they're doing I can see how it's frustrating that you that you have to leave behind the things that you've grown attached to and there are guns that I really like but at the mm-hmm. same time I've acquired so many weapons and so many guns that I kind of just want to go okay I want to forget about these and just take in the new the new stuff and just give oh, me the, sure. new, the new rotating set then that's it kind of actually it reminds me with like the icons and everything it reminds me of like magic the gathering right like you'll mm. you'll rotate in the new cards into the whatever season you're playing and I was then just gonna, the old ones get I was just going to ask you if there was a precedent I set think, in some other MMO or I think someone actually multiple. mentioned how magic does it better than destiny okay. in a thread that I was reading I think somebody yeah I didn't I didn't play I've never played magic um, mm-hmm. but I think someone was using that comparison point but here's the other thing Neo like you don't need to get rid of old gear if you make your new gear compelling right, right. That's so just important. just because just because you love the gun that came out four seasons ago is great but if they made guns that were compelling to use in the new seasons, it wouldn't matter if I could still use my old gun. I'd be compelled to use the new gun because it's designed well on all of these things, right? I, yeah, I'm not exactly. so I'm not so upset, which I don't think they're currently doing. To be right. frank, I think the, this season has shown that they can do some cool stuff. Trip mentioned the exotic grenade launcher; that's that's very different. Some of the new weapon designs are really cool. Um, and I don't and I think I'm over the fact that they're retiring weapons, but the fact that they put the same some of the same weapons back in the loot pool and they're calling it new is a huge oversight in, in my opinion. Yeah. It's small yeah. and it's minute, but to it's me lazy as fuck. you know, I think it's, it I think it yeah. it's shady. It makes sense with their overall plan because they want it to be a rolling uh a rolling uh decommission of your guns essentially. Like every season that drops, your gun is good for I think they said like two or three seasons from that yeah, point. Yeah, I, th- I think so. So, it'll, yeah. so, it, so that tag is what they're going by. Like whatever your weapon season tag is on it, that's that's how you know the starting point. And now when you go to infuse on your screen, you will see the max light that gun could ever be. You'll mm-hmm. see it right there before you go to infuse anything at all, which is helpful. But you're definitely right that like the the chase in Destiny is the loot. And after you get the loot, the chase is like, how do I get the best version of this thing? And that's like why people play the game if they are done the story, if they don't feel like raiding, what am I going to do? Oh, I want this gun. I want this role on this gun. I don't have that yet. That's the reason to play. If you're going to make do all that work and then tell someone you can't use that, but here it is again, you're mm-hmm. a thousand percent right on the devaluing of their time. And I think every major feels bad man that destiny has made in terms of like their, their gear over the years, even as far back as Destiny 1, it all comes down to the fact that they made a change that devalued everything you did over the past expansion, year, whatever. That's really it. And mm-hmm. they, they, keep, they, they keep making a couple good steps, but they keep doing the thing where they say, all the shit you just did doesn't matter. And I think that's yeah, the core problem. It's, yeah. Like it, it, they, can, they can... God, do they make stunning trailers do they make great <laughs> like all of these things are great and then and then i watch it and and then they make a, a decision like this that is so ass backwards and i'm like i'm at the maybe i'm just at the point where like the 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 shiny new thing just isn't no i mean for me we, anymore we've, you know? we've been at it for since again since 2014 and we can see the fact that it's a big 
roulette machine we're playing, a big slot machine. We're pulling the, the levers yeah. every time we play a strike. Like that's the, what the game is. It's a loop right. game. It, it random rolls your shit when you get done. And you hope you get the thing you want. Right. It's got it's got a pretty coat of paint over it. Lock, you want to? We just like it, you know. Lock, you want to come over and, and hunt some deer from a butcher's table? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, man. Maybe. I think you'll appreciate. Yeah, it. I don't know. It's really relaxing. Yeah. So so but, is getting an ace in Valorant. Oh, that feels real good. Actually, it's not relaxing. It's it's fucking. What, what, when you, when you pulled off the endorphins, man. <laughs> What's an ace again? What's an ace again? Uh, it's you, you kill all five players yourself on, against the enemy team. It's, it. a, it's like getting a medal in, in another easy. shooter. But, not easy. Um, yeah, so I honestly, I am I'm excited for the future of Destiny. I think um, I think that it can be great. It can look this, the, the side years can be amazing. Anywhere. I think we're gonna be fucking. We're gonna be all about whatever happens in the fall, and then. Mm-hmm. Things will chill. The winter will come. We'll be like, yeah, you know, he's still playing. Yeah, you want to raid? Whatever. The spring is going to come. We're going to fucking hate it. And then the 2021 expansion is going to roll around. That cycle yeah. is going to be the game forever. So, yeah. Uh, but then maybe it won't. So we'll stay tuned. And obviously, we'll be reporting on it here on the Emerging Gamer Podcast. <laughs> if you're yeah. bugged, you will um, hear it. So, in a transitional segue, um, one of the things they talked about at the Destiny thing was the game will be playable cross generation so the ps5 version will also play with ps4 version and xbox Mm -hmm. as well same thing Mm -hmm. um and that actually leads me into the ps5 announcement and that is tomorrow as of our recording right now we don't know what's happening yet but i just wanted to kind of get your get your take the temperature of the room on how we're feeling about the ps5 announcement what are your hopes and dreams what are you what are you expecting from tomorrow i said this on the pre-show i think there's going to be a, a plastic box with components inside, probably like a like a motherboard, uh, CPU, GPU, uh, inside of a box, not outside of a box. I'm expecting that they're going to show something like that. I think interesting choice. Uh, I think, yeah, you know. yeah, plastic for sure. Plastic, yeah, yeah. Um, I I think the box. Well, actually, I know you're just fucking around, but I think the box itself will probably resemble the controller that they showed, where it has like black and white accents on it. Mm-hmm. So they'll go with like a two like, like, like a thematic thing where your controller would match your console. Exactly. Exactly. Strong choice. Would it be bolder for it to not match though? That's the question. Did you guys ever watch the Onion Video News yeah. Network? Yeah, I've well, seen a few of them. They, they had a spoof about Apple coming out with the new MacBook click wheel. Yeah, I remember that a, one. It's a MacBook with a giant click wheel like the old iPods. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> It just makes oh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I think um, I personally would love to see more, more tech demo, right? Like, I want to see, I want to see what the integration of their software and hardware can do. Like, you I, I think you want to see things running on. Yeah, this. exactly. Like, yeah, I, I I'm not so concerned about what games will be announced um i think we're gonna see there's some some easy pickings that will be showed but um you know it, it was interesting I, I i don't know if you guys saw i know we posted it in the discord but linus um I watched, linus I tech tips, right? yeah yeah so linus from linus tech tips essentially said like you know i i don't i done fucked up and misspoke saying that the ps5 hardware is not going to be able to compete against a high-end gaming pc right and i think he learned more about it and, and realized is what 
what his misunderstanding of the tech was. Yeah, what he discovered um, was that yeah. the software of the PS5 is specifically designed to handle whatever the hardware is. This and like when because when when um what's his face Epic Games Tim Sweeney when he talks about the SSD being the most like efficient and powerful that they've had to like work with, so he's mm-hmm. talking about the integration between the hardware and the software that uses uh that right um saying that it's able to compute more because it's designed to use more unlike Mm -hmm. windows which isn't really designed to take advantage fully of the hardware that we have in our machines there's so many components that you can use in windows pcs right right like yeah he goes he goes into detail of like you know a a pcie ssd should be significantly better from a tech perspective for a gamer but there's almost no difference from somebody using a SATA SSD to a PCIe in-game experience, right? Because games don't take advantage of that SSD in the way in which a PS5 game will take nor, advantage nor of the SSD, right? the operating system itself, right? Sure, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. An, that's um, another problem. Yeah. So I think, you know, for me... Um, as someone that's you know pc exclusive at this point you know i I rarely rarely turn my consoles on um if if i were to invest in a next gen console um it would be playstation over xbox a thousand a thousand times over for many different reasons um but for me i would like to see the tech i would like to see what improvements i would i would at this point where I'm at is it's not just exclusives. It's what the tech is going to do because I feel like yeah. I get great performance on my PC. So I'm getting great performance on my PC. Why will I want to play with a controller and sit on my couch? What extra performance am I going to get? Um, so that's what I'm hopeful for. So hopefully they show us some in-game, not some pre-made, you know, uh, a roll tape. CG um, stuff. Yeah. Right. Like that'll be, that'll be cool. Right. The CG stuff is always flashy and cool, but like, yeah, I want to see some in game stuff like, like the demo that we saw, right. Where we got to see how the lighting effects changed and, and well, all the those game things. I'll never right? be able to play. Yeah, exactly. That's fine. I don't need to play it. Right. The, the tech demo enough was enough to sell me. Right. So, so what does that look like on a triple a game? in an actual engine is, is what I would like to see, see out of it. That's, that's so hopefully we get some of that. I'm very much hoping for that as well. Um, one of my predictions is going to be Bloodborne 2, a game mm. that we haven't seen. Well, I know they have Elden Ring. From Software has Elden Ring in the works, but I'm really hoping that we see a, a Bloodborne 2. That is mm. one of my is, main predictions. Yeah. Is Bloodborne from? from? And it's a place yeah, I can never remember if it's them or if it was a competitor. Okay. It is from From Software. From From. Yes. from, um, from. Other predictions that people are leaning heavily on are Horizon 2. That so they're going to show them. Yeah, I still think it's too soon because that yeah. game was tw- it's 2017. Yeah, well, Breath of the Wild two could possibly come out this year, this fall. Maybe uh, Nintendo has been. But what what, ma- what makes you think it's too soon? Like what? Just because it was 2017? I, well, I think dev times are a little bit longer these days. I mean, yes, they have all the assets mm-hmm. now, but if they're going to be making newer, better assets for the PS5, then. I, I don't I don't, look I'm not a developer or anything, but I just know these things take a lot of time and work right. to get into. Right. Um Rockstar seven years for their That's yeah, and that, and five five to seven years is like an average turnover time for a game usually, right? But well, I guess mean that they, they can't have, tease it. Sure, right? sure. But I, I'm assuming I mean, I mean, they're we, gonna show launch titles, right? Like things that we're gonna play this this winter, right? On the on the sure. box itself. Sure. Um it's a safe assumption. 
Yeah, I mean, like, it doesn't. It doesn't mean they don't pull like an Elder Scrolls thing, a game that we oh, would sure. see for a oh, decade. God, you know can I mean? you imagine? Um, yeah, as I'm no, playing, they've, they've, they've already. Switch. Oh god, they've already. They've already said that we're not going to see that imagine? game for a fucking. Can you imagine <laughs> Elder Scrolls decade? Uh, Skyrim two. I still don't have a clue yeah. what they're going to be doing with that. And yeah. they've already said it. They're not going to. They're going to focus on their space game first. They're, we're not going to get yeah. anything Elder Scrolls. <gasps> Starfield for. also. I can't fucking wait for <laughs> these new Bethesda games, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm excited for it. I am. Um, do you think, do you think a Spider-Man two is around the corner? uh, That seems too soon out of two soons. That seems that does. I think, is it something that's coming? 1000%. Oh yeah. But I, I would think that that is way too soon if you're going to compare it against, um, horizon Horizon for sure. Horizon. I can see it coming out, but Spider-Man too soon. Not the most too soon. Uh, yeah. God of War might be out a little bit further too, because that was 2018. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have I- a solid, solid foundation of games that they can that will will be sequels. You know what I mean? Like they have a, a strong lineup for the life cycle of PS5. I'm I'm very curious on what the launch lineup will be. Yeah, um, yeah. I think like that's what we're going to find out, I think, or at least get a, hope, a, yeah. a good amount, you know, of games that are going to be coming out. And I really hope it's not a bunch of like remakes and dual releases. I really hope there's some things that are PS five only Some exclusives. Yeah. yeah. So not only entice, obviously like you need to do that to move sales, but like, why would I buy this thing this year? If it is coming out, yeah, this I year? feel like, and this could just be my jaded memory, but I feel like consoles have always had weak, weak launches in the terms of the games that come out for them right like the hardware is always compelling but the like the day one titles that are there are usually in comparison to the later half of the year it's like one or two midway through yeah it's it's usually very light usually like one big triple a game or two and only one of them is well made um so I, I'm I'm curious to see for this next gen hardware on both sides, right? For Xbox as well, but obviously yeah. we're talking about about PlayStation. Um, so yeah, I, I don't have any idea of what what we'll see. Um, I just hope we see in-game footage and not some bullshit uh, <laughs> like we saw with the Xbox yeah. conference. Yeah, um, I don't. They, there's no way after the way Xbox marketed their conference and then what happened during the conference, there's no way they don't show gameplay for this. I bet they scrambled and said, we need you guys. I know you sent us some shit, send us some shit again, plug yeah. this game in and play it. Yeah. Because we send can't us some go out there shit. and show a trailer for this game. Here's another prediction I'm going to throw out there. We're going to hear voiceovers during gameplay about how the controller operates um, because mm. because of the way they described the controller being like this touch sense kind of thing and the way the triggers have haptic feedback and all kinds of fancy technology they shoved into it. Um, right. I bet we hear about a lot how, how your gameplay experience will be affected but through the controller. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's something that's I know. That's, that's a good call. That's um, a good let, me, call. let me throw another one out there for you. PlayStation VR 2? Do you think they announce another piece of hardware? Or do you think they hold that until like another year? I can't. I would hold it. Mm -hmm. I can't. Personally, if it was me making the decision and they had it, I would hold it. I mean, you don't want to cannibalize something that's going to cost the cost a gamer a lot of money, right? For for who they market consoles to, right? Like they most the average gamer is not going to buy a PS5 plus the VR 
extension to it, right? It's a lot of upfront money. I won't. Um, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, I won't either. I'm definitely buying right. the PS5, but I'm not buying extra shit. Right. Especially um, if it's like 300, 400 sorry. extra. Yeah. Right, exactly. I mean, you've just bought a computer, right. you know, at that point. Right. right. And um, for me, it's going to be two in one year. That's expensive. Mm-hmm. He's going to the Xbox. Box too. Yeah. You don't have to. No, nah, I'm going to. He's going to. I'm just saying you don't have to. I do. Like, saying. I have Gen 1s of both the PS. You don't, you don't have to. Just because you have Gen 1s doesn't mean you need to buy the next one, you fucking potato. Like, what? It's like, say, like, come on, dude. Do I look like a potato now? No. I mean, first of all, on my side, you're super blurry, so I could barely even see you. But all, all, all I'm saying is, is you like, just because you bought the prior product doesn't mean you need to buy the next product. I don't know. Like, you don't thought, have to just do it. I bought the right? other ones like, in the early days of their life, and I figure I might buy the the new ones of the early days. I'm ready. <laughs> this is actually, I did not pl- I didn't plan this for this, for this to be right here, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Uh, I'm ready for new Xbox solely because of this fucking power supply being a brick with a really loose, uh, Oh, it's not going to do well, they solved for They solved for that though. They did. They did. They put they this did. You, you just, you just got the, you just got the OG one. You have like the one that I have Yeah. The, the toaster oven on your so floor. That's a, that's a good reason. <laughs> yeah. Xbox. I need to, I need to oh, not have yeah. the toaster oven anymore. I got a lot of All clutter I'm saying is, is like there. just don't just don't blindly buy it because you feel like you have to. I'm not okay. Blindly buying yeah, it. Well, you haven't given me a reason besides I own the original one. So well, well, <laughs> I think for Felix's case, he he likes playing on both platforms. He's got friends on both platforms, and he's going to want to be in both places. Is that is that a, is that a? Well, that's true. That's why I'm buying more than one. That's why I'm buying both. I mean, people for some people that you know they due to finances i mean they can't buy both i get it Mm -hmm. um i think i'm gonna be all right so i can probably just buy them both i'm not necessarily saying i'm buying them at exactly the same time um i'm not you know know, and i know there's exclusives on both platforms that you probably when it comes down to it with anything i know we're having a hardware conversation so really what i'm about to say really doesn't matter because you asked me the specific question of what are we hoping in the hardware tomorrow I can't mm-hmm. even think about what the hardware is going to be because I, I don't really process that type of information. You should watch it, it, on a level of understanding. That you guys, technology do. of the PlayStation that he did like a month ago. No, but you guys have a because you're you're also in tune with your computer hardware. You guys have a better general understanding of that kind of stuff. Like I've been saying this for years, and it, my my father's really somebody who knows how to look under the hood of a c- car. And if, if he was my age and he was born when I was born, he'd probably be really great opening up the hood of a of a computer and getting into mm-hmm. it. I've never been good opening up the hood of a car and knowing what the fuck I'm looking at. And it, th- that extends even further into computers. I stare mm-hmm. at that shit and I just don't understand when I open the hood of a computer what the fuck I'm looking at. Uh, <laughs> you know. So as far as I'm concerned, yeah. I'm focused on story IP. I want to see what's coming out, and if there's nothing out on those consoles when it first fucking comes out, if they don't no announce like some amazing game that I need that I can't like, if they especially if they announce an IP that I 100% love that will exclusively be released only on their their next gen console, then that's an immediate sale. But if they say, 
oh, well, this game that's coming out, great IP, I've loved it for years, you know, or, or new IP that I might want to play. If they say, yo, you can play it on the original console, well, fuck it. I'll get it for the original console. I won't buy the new console. Like, if, they, if there's nothing at the beginning of these things, if there isn't intellectual property to go with the hardware, then I don't care. It's uh, all about games. That's kind of what well, happened. Yeah, that's, it's all about hey, games, too, right? To be honest with you, that's kind of what happened with PS4 and Xbox. I didn't buy the Xbox One immediately. I bought it how, maybe a year after it came out, I think. I think it was like mm-hmm. a year into it being out. And the only reason I did that was because I had so much fun playing online games with PS4. And Locke kept saying, I'm playing on the Xbox. You want to join me? You want to join me? And finally, one day, I, I think I just went out and said, fuck it, Locke, I'm playing on the Xbox now. And I think it was all <laughs> Destiny, too. It was Destiny-related. I think I bought it? it so I could play Destiny with you guys. That's the reason mm-hmm. I have an Xbox. Just Because so, I was playing Destiny from minute one. I was there before Destiny 1 was released. Like I was playing it, I got somebody gave me a code for like to play it before the it came out. We're, we're playing the beta, I think, yeah. over the summer, the alpha. But but yeah. I remember being in the in the Destiny servers before there were any players there. I was just exploring the world alone with my uh, my buddy Antonio. That's I, that's well, all. It was I, me, you, and uh, Anubis. Remember? remember and, yeah, Anubis I, was in. Uh, that was. Uh, was that during beta or was that after the game launched? Yeah, that was launched, but that was like September. Yeah, September, but it was it, it was PlayStation, and I did a lot of like raiding and placed uh, on PlayStation. And then you, Locke was saying, Locke, you kept saying over and over again, if you come over and play with me, man, I'll show you what how it feels to play real PvP. You know, we'll have a good time. <laughs> we'll take you through the raid, all the shit, selling me on it every single um, week. We'd do the Emergent Gamer, you'd sell me on it, and finally, I was just like, fuck it, I bought, I bought, I bought my Xbox. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I want to. I want to. I, I, I haven't whittled. I haven't whittled you down to be a PC gamer yet. I guess. Dude, I, I guess I failed. That, that's that's really hard. I think I got a PC now too. Well, I th- I think the argument with the PC is I'm starting to see more. This is not the real argument. This is just the the one I'm making up. All right. This is the 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 ju- the, the justification really at this point with the PC is I'm observing more crossplay opportunities showing up. And mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, I'm like, I'm comfortable on the, on the console. Uh, I have less stress when dealing with consoles. And if crossplay continues in the direction it's going, there might be a day where I don't need to have a PC to play with you. I mean, you might always have the advantage sure. when we're doing PVPs and stuff like that, which is fine. I'll, I'll just be the guy who loses all the time. I don't care. I don't care. You know, no, but you make a you make a valid argument, right? Yeah. And that's why I would want you to think about the Xbox purchase, right? Like I, I, major titles are now being cross-platform. Yeah, for, I'm, for a I'm large really majority thinking of them, hard so. about software. It matters less what hardware you you have in the end. Yeah, I'm, re- I'm really thinking more about software, and um, you know, like like if if some kind of software feature that's that's inherent to the Xbox or the PlayStation Five platform only can be used on the newer hardware. Because it's like a great crossplay feature or whatever that allows me to play with PC gamers, well, then it's a no brainer. Like, then I'll be able to like fucking do that, and it'll give me functionality. Mm-hmm. Um, so that right. that's really when it comes down to it with all this. I'm excited to see what the software announcements are going to be t- talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, this hardware is going to run this amazing new feature on our software. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Now, yeah, I do want them to give me like this is their chance to give us a real reason to say this is why you should buy a PS5 this holiday. Mm-hmm. Like that's and that's like 
that's what that's exactly what they need to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is it, right? Like if you don't, if you don't right, Xbox has already done a really great job of me not wanting to buy an Xbox. I mean, they've already, <laughs> they've already made me close my wallet. So now that yeah. they're done with that, right. Well, well, um, why did they do that again? Because the fucking announcement was dog shit. Oh, the dog shit announcement. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. And they also said, Um, PC gamers, you don't need our hardware because you'll play our games on the PC. It doesn't matter. Right. Right. So So, thank Uh, you. I don't need to play. I don't need to buy your your box. Yeah. Right. So, so uh, so, so my wallet's already closed there. Uh, Hopefully Sony can say like, yeah, this is the reason why you should buy a PS five. And I'm actually glad for, I'm actually glad for, us as as a collective is we want to see different things right we all have our unique take on what we want to see lock you can still um, lean on the on the fact that the playstation 5 will always have exclusives you can't play right right and that's why it would be that's the it. only console that i would ever buy same right? with, or, or, or besides hand. like a switch yeah right like a switch. which also has ip that you can't play I mean, look, Sony's done a really good job at cultivating a bunch of studios to create these amazing experiences. And that's why I'm probably going to end up getting the PS5. Like, yeah, I want to be where Naughty Dog is. I want to be where these companies are making their stuff. Guerrilla Games, you know, all these guys like Death Stranding. Like, I want to play those games. Kevin Oates, though, Mm -hmm. Kevin Oates, who might be still in the chat. He brought it up today. Kevin Oates goes uh, when we were meeting, he said, I'm probably leaning toward the box. And he's leaning toward the box because of how outstanding game pass experiences right that is it is great because because i know for a fact the ps now is piece of shit compared to game pass i can tell you because i'm paying for both of them and one of them that is what xbox has been leaning on they've been leaning on look we're going to be a better service provider for you right you can get any hardware xbox pc it doesn't matter you'll be able to play our games anywhere we want you to play our games anywhere you want they also are testing their own streaming service, kind of like Stadia. Uh, kind of like Stadia's. There's is still in beta. I actually forgot the name of it at this this point in time. But that's <laughs> that is what they're pushing for. They're right. pushing for a service. So, so this is the answer. Then what I hope for tomorrow is that I want to see their competition. I want to see how they're going to compete with that. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Like if Stadia and and Xbox are going to be stepping up with more service shit, I want to see how that's going to be incorporated in their new hardware. And if they're not showing that tomorrow, they're not going to sell me yet. But one thing that Sony has <laughs> <laughs> yeah. one thing that Xbox addressed and Sony hasn't addressed yet was how is cross buying going to work between the generations? Mm-hmm. They actually haven't talked about because they like, for example, Cyberpunk said on Xbox, if you buy the Xbox One X version, it will work on the Series X, all features included, right? Like it'll it'll play the better version of the game. Um, Sony hasn't talked about that yet specifically so that is actually something i'm actually hoping them to address tomorrow as well um what that situation will be like if i buy cyberpunk on ps4 will my will it translate to ps5 on their platform yeah that's they absolutely need to address that like that's a huge huge selling point for for saboteur 2 launch title baby Um, gotcha. like they 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 really do though they need to address the the um the ability to play the game on multiple generations. I mean, we're at the point now where you, you can't, that, that needs to be the expectation and the norm, right? Yeah. It's like cross play um, should be at this point. I yeah. think personally, I, I think cross play should be a thing for yeah. anything. Um, and I, I guess I, I, I had so much fun playing with Locke and doc prefect, my buddy in New York on an Xbox playing Warzone. Yeah. I mean, that, that was a great, great experience. I can't mm-hmm. do that with red dead. I can't do that with fucking fallout. 
I can't no. do that with it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. That should be definitely Why a do I have to buy these goddamn games six times? Why? Well that's your choice. That's your problem. <laughs> but it, yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it, it is the it is the developer's problem. I'm a you consumer. just you, you, I get en- it. you enable it. You I'm, enable I'm enabling it. them. Fuck me. Um, also, one thing, last thing, I guess we're going to be wrapping up in a minute, but the last thing I want to address was the, the writer of Dead Space said, made like an off, off the cuff tweet that was like, um, my new project I've been working on for the last two years, I finally get to, like, I just want to let you guys know I'm working on it. And then he said, oh, and uh, just in another news, hey, you guys should watch the PS5 conference on Thursday. So we'll probably see something from him, too. I'm very curious to see what that is. Because Dead Space is a great game. That was a real good. Game. That's all he made. Did he, did he do anything else? He did, he did a few other ones. Yeah. All right. That's all. A piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> it's just not a title I've ever played, so I don't. I don't. I, it does. It's, it doesn't st- stop my heart. <laughs> right. Right, dude. I hope maybe we'll get a uh, we'll get a um, Mass, De- Mass Effect trilogy remaster. Maybe we'll see that. He didn't do that. There was uh, someone else did. That. He did not. Someone else did that. Okay. Good. No, no, no. I'm saying for the for the event. Yeah, maybe yeah. We'll yeah. see it. There's there's talks that EA will show it. Maybe um, I'll finally play a Mass Effect game. Trying to see what his name is. Anthony, Anthony Johnson is the Dead Space writer. Let me see. Uh, I feel like he would hate Mass Effect, Felix. <laughs> oh, well, I've already talked about it on the show. I tried to play yeah. Mass Effect and got to the the big, huge, like a big, giant ship. And then you have to talk to like seven different people in this giant ship. And I fell asleep during their dialogue options numerous times. I'd be playing it as, like, lit- as literally the start of the game. <laughs> you, got, you got through the start of the game. The large <laughs> ship is literally the start of the game. I, pl- I played the first Mass Effect up until the point where I was where we met, I think, the big bad alien, like the, the real big bad. It was like on some snow planet and like that was being revealed. And then like life just sidetracked me. It wasn't like I was enjoying the hell out of it. But I'm trying to sit here and being like, what big giant ships are you talking about? He's talking about the ship, the ship that you own it's, and you began, began with a C. Wasn't it called like the center? Or the, the Normandy, s- no. the circle. The Normandy is the ship. No, the, the Citadel is the where. Citadel, Citadel, yeah. That's a city. That's not a ship, dog. I thought it was a uh, a city no. ship. It's like a space station, right? It's like a big yeah, space, so space, space, space station. station. So I got yeah. to the, oh, those are ships. Ten four. I got to the space station's ship <laughs> Citadel bullshit. I got there, and you have to walk around and literally have died like you would do in any game. Sky. So it is, it is the beginning of the game. Whatever you're talking. <laughs> the legit beginning of the game, dude. You get to the Citadel after the opening animation where they teach you how to play the fucking game. I thought you went to like some some planetary system and you were like you had to go communicate with a bunch of aliens. I'm like, wow, I never got that far. But now he beat the intro like, planet trip. He beat the intro planet, the one that takes you 45 minutes to do. He shot up some aliens and then got to the Citadel and fell asleep. <laughs> I really did. I really did, man. And I, I, not on one occasion. Not even on one occasion. Like multiple attempts to try and play this game. <laughs> every time I got to the Citadel, so I would pass the fuck out. I always was Listen, playing man, it. Like, I get. I get that's not for everyone. I get it. Not, uh, I'm not like I'm not. I don't know if it's the game, but whatever. <laughs> so, it's definitely you as well, but it could be the game for sure. For so, sure. So this guy has written the Dead Space games. He wrote Shadow of Mordor, and he wrote a mm, which Bond. I loved. I love Shadow Atomic of Mordor, and he's doing Wait, Atomic what, Blonde. What movie? Atomic, Atomic Blonde. Blonde. Oh, I Blonde. Loved Atomic Blonde. It was a great movie. Yeah. 
That was um, exciting. And he did uh, binary domain. He's, he's back in, dude. Back in. He's back in. in. Didn't play Dead Space, but he's in. Oh man, now, is that he's done? Yeah, he also he wrote, he wrote Atomic Blonde. Yeah, love Atomic Blonde. Love it. Man, great. and the Defenders TV show, by the way, which is weird. Interesting. Wow. Well, yeah, Defenders was kind of trash. I like. He's I like back out. I like that. He's back out. <laughs> you know what Get I want to see? You know what I want to see? Because uh, it was the same director, not not necessarily the writer, but the same director. I want to see. I don't know if they could ever do it, but I'd love to see like a Atomic Blonde and John Wick crossover. Yes, I'm with the, you. The problem is, is Atomic Blonde takes place in the mid '80s, so essentially the character that um, Charlie Theron I, plays would I set, just introduce time travel in a John, yeah, John Wick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The John Wick like three has they could easily so they could suffer in four thousand ways. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah, but honestly, I, I, that would be cool, but it, but it would ruin. Like they've already said that John Wick is not going to end well. Like the writer has already said that like we should not expect a happy ending or an ending that anyone is going to like for John Wick. So. I, I I don't want to sidetrack the arc of those yeah. movies because they are fantastic, but it would be cool to see those two side by side. Yeah, just the choreogra- choreography they put into yeah. both of those movies is so good. For sure. Well, you guys ready to wrap this up? Sure. I think so. <sighs> yeah, it was a long one tonight. It was a long one. Lot lot. It's been a while though. It's been a while. Um, all right. So I've been Neo Yoshi. Uh, you can find me at Twitch at twitch.tv slash Neo Yoshi and uh, Twitter com slash neo underscore yoshi um so i actually got an email right before we went live i'm doing my first sponsored stream next week which nice. i'm really excited about i'm doing a it's like a rts card game so we're gonna we're gonna see how that goes i'll tweet more about that later the details and when that's gonna be um cool. so please look forward to that um nice. all right uh felix take it away yeah, and the, this is Felix Hergood, at Felix Hergood. I play, um, when I go live, I go to Mixer and Twitch at the exact same time. Um, the games that I'm playing right now, Fallout 76, um, Red Dead Online, and uh, what, what are you laughing at? Laughing at? I'm just laughing that you're still leading with Fallout 76. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry Fall, dude. It's, it's, Fallout it's 76 not you, it's me. And it's Red me, Dead Online me. and uh, <laughs> other single-player games. MLB? You still MLB in it? I don't really play that online. I just, it's like my, um, you know, it's your therapeutic game. You're offline. Yeah. It's just kind of like an offline thing. I'm also doing the red dead story offline. Like there's too much, <laughs> like there's too many periods of time where I'm just staring like an idiot. Like, like <laughs> in a baseball game, all I do is stare to watch the yeah. pitcher because I don't know if I can hit it. I, you know, like it's too fast sometimes. In Little League, I stared, I, I stared at the grass. That's what I did. In you know what I mean? Like, I got to watch the pictures like it. an actual real batter. <laughs> <laughs> the problems oh. you have in games, dude, are like the funniest thing. It's great, dude. It's fucking... But I'm, in this, I'm taking the fills. Like talking about one thing you absolutely fucking hate about a game and just like spend an hour. It's, 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 it's wonderful to be on this ride with you, man. Dude, it really dude, is. Dude, you are uh, I took the Phillies. Now we're in spring training for the 2020 season because I did the 19, okay. 2019 season where we won the World right. Series. And now <laughs> I got them. I got them in the 2020 season. So I'm actually playing mm-hmm. out the season we couldn't see. You know, well, you keep, where can we find you? <laughs> you can uh, you can <laughs> find me on Twitter at lock underscore key. Um, I rarely go live anymore, but if I ever were to, like I've said before, you'll you'll see. You'll see a tweet go out about it, but just follow me there. 
Uh, you can see me doing a bunch of shit on Twitter, arguing with game developers, picking fights with people, letting people know that their opinions are wrong in some form of fashion. So follow me there. Um, that's really it. Trip. Uh, I am Trip Zero. All my socials are the same. Trip Zero TV. Very easy to find. Uh, I stream on Twitch. TV slash trip zero TV. And you can find me there Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Wednesdays is, of course, the podcast. So, yeah, if you haven't, if you've been on Mixer, come follow me over at Twitch. Same username. I'm very easy to find again everywhere I am. And uh, that's where I'll be. Nice. Yeah. See you guys next time. Have a good week. Later. Later. Well, it's like I made this point earlier. It's like we know full well how difficult it is to market yourself with podcasting. And we take all this time to like, you know, spread ourselves out to as, you know, Neo, the conversation we have on a regular basis about this podcast is we got to get more YouTube presence. We got to get more presence here. We got to get more presence Mm -hmm. here. Right. And that's true. And we spend all this time only to get to the end result of the promised land, as they say, is the ability to just do what Joe Rogan did and just say, fuck everything else. I'm only going to go one avenue now. Like he's Spotify, definitely Spotify has videos. No, well, no, yeah, but, it's just, but Spotify is the only place he'll be. Right. And I have, sure, that means I have to go and get a Spotify account. And I don't want but when you have someone like Joe, who's got millions of, of, of like yeah, listeners and followers, yeah, it doesn't matter. They're going to, they're going to yeah, follow like, him wherever. He'll float. Like, I won't, he'll float. I won't, yeah, I, won't listen, neither will I. I won't listen to him anymore, but that's fine. I'll never hear him.